0: Steve Mathis production.
1: Check it out, PulpMX fans. We're proud to announce iPhone users can now get the official PulpMX app from the App Store and have archives, show drops and technical info, stories, and even exclusive bonus Pulpcasts not available anywhere else. As always, use the Mathis code at btosports.com and when buying from Amazon, click the banner on pulpmx.com to show your support. It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by RacerX, presented by BTOsports.com. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis.
2: Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX Podcast, Indianapolis Wrap-Up. Uh, I'm your host, Steve Mathis. With me on the line is uh, my boss, the online editor of RacerX, and uh, all things GNCC and announcing, Jason Wygant.
3: Doing a good job, Steve, but keep it up. No slacking.
2: No, no, thank you. I I just don't want to get it with both barrels from you ever again. Both barrels. Uh, And also on the line is uh, a guy that actually raced this past weekend, uh, Jason Thomas of the BTOsports.com BBMX Suzuki Race Team. What's up, JT.
0: Uh, I wouldn't get carried away with that. I raced this weekend. I was there. I was a participant. I would have gotten a ribbon. Yep. But racing is really stretching the truth.
2: Right. it's like those people that get Ironman medals for just finishing within seventeen hours, but actually not. Couldn't doing. agree more. Yep. Right. You're, you're, so you got one of those medals.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I got an. I got an also ran type deal.
2: What happened, JT?
0: Um, I wrote bad. Real, really, really <laughs> bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the heat race wasn't too bad. I just crashed. And uh, the problem was is that I don't think I could have beat Josh Grant, and he got ninth. And uh, <clears throat> the other heat um, was kind of a disaster with, you know, James and Albertson and Wyndham and all those guys going down. Uh huh. So, like, not taking anything away, but like Ryan Clark and, um, you know, a couple of yeah. guys that usually would have been battling on the bubble in the LCQ. Uh, qualified really easily, and then the LCQ is just crazy hard. So
2: Yeah, we uh, um, we noticed that last night on the Pulp of Mac Show. We got a couple of voicemails saying that you've been screwed in the heats this year. Your fans have been making excuses yeah. for you.
0: I've noticed that a little bit, too. and I'm not going to make excuses about it, but yeah. it definitely has been a little a little frustrating when I look at the heat races like before. You know, right after practice, we look at them, right. and just every weekend I'm just kind of getting – yeah, it's it's whatever you make your own luck. But I just yeah. feel like I'm getting, you know, the, the lesser of the better eat. So mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, I I didn't ride good enough in LCQ to even have a chance, and right. I don't know. I just got to ride better than that. It just kind of all fell apart in LCQ. So uh,
2: we'll get to the we'll get to the to the track in a second. Um, uh, Wygant, you uh, you weren't there. You watched it on TV. So um, you're doing your expert analysis from the couch.
3: Yeah, barely an expert, barely any analysis, and then from the couch. So that's a pretty bad, big, big bad, bad combination. You want to call somebody else? I mean, come uh, on.
2: Let, let, hey, well, let's just switch. Let's just talk about Peyton Manning. Let's just do that.
3: Okay. Uh, Peyton right. Manning. Uh, from the couch, you can you can analyze that type of stuff really well. Just, yeah. That's where the term armchair quarterback literally comes from, right?
2: And there's probably some people going, like, what are you guys talking about? Why are you talking about football? Well, it's, it's our show, and F you so we we want to talk about what we want to talk about because uh, I know this is a this is a this is a topic close to j t s heart and that's why i wanted to bring it up paint manning oh, okay. going to going from indianapolis to denver um and now tebow having to leave denver uh why what do you think about this
3: the the thing of the thing of it actually happening yeah like what what like oh. I'm amazed that this is incredible. Like, they named pretty much every team, I think, except the New York football giants because they already have a Manning as a potential place where Manning can go. What is it? Maybe 24 teams? They threw out everybody. Yeah. You know, uh, the Redskins, the Jets, the the, the Dolphins, anyone you want. Um, I cannot believe that he ended up going to the one team that already had this much attention, uh, this much of a polarized fan base of love, hate for their quarterback. The internet didn't need this. Yeah, no. Like, come on. No one, if he had gone to 24 of the, or 23 of those 24 potential suitors you heard, everyone would just say, this is fine, this is awesome. But instead, now we've got to tackle the Tebow yeah. situation again.
2: What's gonna, What's Tebow going to do, JT? That's your guy. Gator, you love Tebow.
3: <clears throat> yeah, I honestly don't think
0: it's that bad of a situation because, okay, I, I understand that Any team that can get Peyton Manning, um, other than a few, the the teams with elite quarterbacks, everyone else is going to take him. So, you you ask me, do I want Peyton Manning or Tim Tebow? I I have to take Peyton Manning. He's, you know, arguably, you know, top three greatest QB of all time, and he just, you know, he's that good. So, yeah, I'm a huge Tim Tebow fan, but there's no question who is a better player right now. So,
2: uh, I I think.
0: Really? I mean, I, I don't think there's any arguing
2: that. He's 36 years old. He's had He took a year off, hasn't played for a year. When we last saw him, he wasn't that great, and he's had four neck surgeries. Like, he's better than Tim Tebow. I'm not standing up and saying he's not. But I don't understand where all the hype came from. I'd be pretty leery of the guy. I mean, look at his
0: track record. Okay, these, these guys aren't just just taking him in the dark he worked out for him I mean he he talked I'm sure they've talked to surgeons talked to you know nerve specialists they watched him throw he you know what I mean it's not like they're just winging it here Uh, I'm sure they're very informed on the situation and Mm -hmm. for every every team that has seen him work out and done all the research to to basically say well we'll do anything to get him obviously he must be ready to go
2: Listen, you know, had, I,
0: that's, that's my feeling, honestly.
2: He's had he's been in the same system for fifteen years. He's had great. It's his player.
0: system, though.
2: It's had great. It is. Yeah, but, he runs it. Yeah, but he, what's he going to do in Denver? Is he going to run that same system, the same coaches? No. I mean, you can't. Yeah, you don't understand. No. He
0: runs the offense. It's not like somebody's telling him this is this is what you're going to do. This is the play. We, he he dictates all that. He 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 tra- he, tra- he calls the plays in the huddle. He changes the plays. He does all that. He's. He's his own offensive coordinator. That, that's
2: what I don't think you
3: get. He Is, uh, he's
2: had great players around him for much of his career, and now he's
3: got. Wait a minute! Wait know. a minute! How are we going to make the claim? He his team went from perennial playoff contender, winning at least ten games a year every year he played, pretty much, to then the absolute worst record in the league. The biggest change being he wasn't playing anymore. I know they got older, and other things happened around the yeah. same time. Yeah, yeah. I think but it was. Kinda... They went from elite team that could have won the Super Bowl to worst team in the league. Because he was out, I really, so it's I really don't to make feel the argument like he that had a he elite, an elite by. team around him. I really, really don't. Yeah, I, I, I mean, he had good, he team. had a
0: good players in a few spots, which every team does. It wasn't like he was on some superstar team. and was just, you know, the last oh. puzzle piece. He was the puzzle. Okay.
3: Doesn't right. his value? Does- doesn't his actual value almost become better when you see how badly they were the moment he wasn't yeah. playing for them anymore? Absolutely. It's like LeBron James saying that Cleveland didn't really have good sporting cast around him, and then he leaves, and they go from could have won the title to worst team in the league. Like, doesn't yep. that make his uh, point?
2: I'm not sold on this move.
0: I, I, I honestly, yeah. I, my, my honest thing about stuff like this is, okay, go ask unbiased peers what their honest opinion is. The people that play with him, the people that play against him, what is their opinion of the guy, and then right. you're going to get a real answer. And everyone, everyone that's basically come out has just said, yeah, he, he, none you, know, of, you have to have him available. None, have of, have him.
2: none of these things work. Montana, Namath, uh, Johnny Unitas, none of these things work. Uh, Emmett Smith, they don't work. Legends, missing a year, older, beat up, going to a new team, these things never work. Damon Bradshaw could not get the magic back. Mike Kudowski could not get the magic back. <laughs> These things never work. That's it. That's that's that's, that's boom. Take that. Well,
3: I think it's a risk that you have to take. I think it's a risk you have to take because yep. the, the only thing you're if you're a team that doesn't already, it's one thing if you have an elite quarterback and you're throwing him aside for this, but none of those teams, as JT said, are doing that. These are all teams that are saying, "Well, we're kind of dead in the water with a quarterback as it is, so we might as well try this." Tebow had the only magic. thing they're losing at that point is is money. The only thing they're losing at that point is money, which I don't think any of these teams care. It's worth rolling. However, many millions are going to guarantee him rolling that dice on this. Okay. I don't think the Den- Denver's really going to feel bad three years from now and say we rolled the dice on Manning and we lost Tebow because I don't think they were really yeah, yeah. those, well, those
0: guys never play. wanted Tebow to start with, period. Right. right.
3: Tebow never did. magic. It wasn't their magic. guy. It
0: wasn't their draft pick. They came into a situation where they were stuck with him, and this was their way out. So Tebow's got magic. You know, you got magic. JT, I, I agree. Trust me, I'm I'm the. As big a chibo fans as they come, by, I can also be realistic and logical about it. And if you don't, if they don't want him, I mean, this is the perfect the perfect out for him. Yeah, them.
2: it's it's a perfect out for him. But I I I just think these things never work. So
3: that's that's my. I think you're right. I think they don't work. But I still think it's worth the risk. If that makes any sense, I, I don't. Okay. Think you have to take the chance. Right. You have to.
2: Um, well, we've probably angered some people enough by now. Uh, let's move on to the other news I wanted to talk was uh, Ben Townley. This was big news on Racer X yesterday. Uh, ben Townley is going to race uh, the Lucas Oil AMA Nationals for Chad Reed's team on a factory Honda. It was announced yesterday. Wygant, you've known about this for a little while. Kept it under lock and key. Very good job on that, by the way. I'm not sure I could have done the same. Um, and uh, And BT is back. And what do you think, JT? What's your thoughts? Besides another uh, guy you have to beat now.
0: I think it's a good fit. Um, you know, I was a guy that really wanted to be back in the States and uh Chad was in need of a quality guy. Um I I didn't really know how it was gonna play out until recently, but um, you know, I think everybody's happy. You know, the sponsors signed up for Chad Reed to be behind Chad Reed, so that's who they want. Um and then if they're gonna have a filling guy for that level of a team and that level of what they expected the results, it has to be in a premier guy. I, I don't see right. any upside in running that program if it's just, you know, a guy riding around even in 10th place. Uh, you know, what what good did that do anybody really in the long run okay. you know, financially-wise? So, right. Um, I just I think it worked out for everyone. You know, hopefully he can stay healthy uh, and, and put in some results and, uh, you know, be successful.
2: Bottom line, where do you see him placing?
0: I don't know. Um,
2: I think I
0: think speed is something that he has It's the strong suit. If he can come in healthy and prepared, um, you know, I think you know, top three at times and top five regularly is is very attainable.
3: Why again? So, yeah, um, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him running right up front. I know that we had the example of it can't be done. You know, you can't take time off and come back. But I'd say that he took time off. He came back in 2010, and he was darn close, like darn close to, you know, challenging Dungey at times. And Dungey was the, the leader of the class at that point. He was in some of those battles. Um, if anything, the bike situation would be much better now. Um, so, I mean, I really wouldn't be surprised to see him battling for wins. I, it wouldn't surprise me. Oh,
2: Jesus. Okay.
3: He's going
0: to be on a great bike. That, that's going to be yes. a huge, yeah. huge key. Is his bike is going to be really, really
2: good. I just feel like I feel like Townley has passed out the Kool-Aid to everybody but me. But clearly, if that's the case, I'm the one that's an idiot. Like, I just feel
0: – What are you? What's the negative of your your side? What don't you like about it?
2: He was here – The fact that he gets hurt or – Well, he can't stay healthy, but he didn't he, – He raced 11 out of the 12 rounds when he was here for Troy Lee. So that's something to build on. He missed a whole year with a head injury, a serious head injury that affected him. He then dislocated his hip in New Zealand racing and Australian Supercars series. He's had a rough year since he was since he was last year when he and I think he only made one podium in, in 2011 or 2010. Gant, you believe, I think he made one.
3: Yeah, but you were at the races.
0: He almost, he won, he almost won. Almost won but I mean, I, I'm gonna. I'm, I know. A moto means nothing, but Amodo. he was half a lap from winning that thing.
3: Yeah I don't I don't feel like he was out of the battle. I feel like they were Dungey was clearly the the head of that group and then different weekends uh, different guys were the next best guy and I feel like he was just as much in that battle with whoever those other guys were Reed or Metcalf mm-hmm. or whoever it was that year so And so yeah. have,
2: now having and I was we're assuming James Stewart's going to line up. We're, we're pretty sure RV is going to line up. We got Dunge coming on. There's three right there. And you're thinking he can run right with those guys and challenge for wins. Those three, those three dudes. Yeah, I do. Yep. Okay. I yeah. think again, uh, you guys are drunk. So, good job. <laughs> Way to drink during the middle of the day I mean, and do podcast.
0: It, it goes back. It goes back to what I told you that my dad told me a long time ago. <laughs> teams are factory teams are going to hire guys that are capable of winning. Doesn't matter. Nothing else matters. The same reason <laughs> yeah, Josh yeah, Grant gets hired every year, because he, uh... if everything is perfect, and he's prepared. He is capable of going fast enough to run at the front.
2: Look, he's another year he's another year older. He missed a year with injury. His bike's gonna be great, J T, I give you that. That's his bike's gonna be great. He he's missed a year with injury, he's older, uh, we got some more guys in the class and he's just I mean, he's a great rider. He can't stay healthy, generally speaking. And we'll see what he does, you know. I, I don't know. Okay, I just who, feel like
0: who is better? Who who would you pick that is capable of beating him? You know, all things considered,
2: who, who would you pick? Uh, well, I got those three guys that I just mentioned.
0: No, those guys aren't available.
2: Oh, oh, who would you pick? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. Great job for Team 2-2. Uh, great pickup, came kind of out of left field. You couldn't ask for anything better. Good job for that. But to say that he's going to come in and run challenge for wins and get top three, I think, is really stretching it. But agreed. I said I, I said
0: top five and top three is attainable. Wow, well,
2: the other guy on the other on the line here said challenge <laughs> for wins.
0: I, I don't.
3: I yeah, don't but think he's kind he's of a wrestling him, expert.
2: He just knows a lot yeah. about wrestling. He doesn't know a lot about motocross.
3: Yeah, I told you from the couch expert analysis. Really? <laughs> oh. um, if there's a moto where he's whatever, we're 25 minutes in and he's right there battling for it, would you say this is unbelievable that Townley is doing this?
2: Uh, no, no, I wouldn't.
3: That's my point. That's my point. I would not be shocked at all to see him at some point. There's a Moto and there's him and one other guy or him and two other guys and it's close right down to the end and he's doing it, you know? Okay, like Barsha almost won at Pala last year. He didn't win, but he was almost there. That that's more predictable than this. You know what I mean? Right. I I don't think he's going to be the best guy over the course of 24 motos and win the championship. But I think there will be motos throughout the year where he either is in the hunt or does win or looks like he has the potential to win. Okay. I can not see him just getting smoked and getting distant uh, fifth every single uh, race.
2: I think Andrew Short's better than him.
3: No, see, in 2010, I don't feel that like you, could, you, could you couldn't put a piece of paper between those two. I feel like they were very much equal. I don't think you're giving Townley enough credit for what he did in 2010. I think he was just as good as Short. In 2010. I think his bike was not anywhere near, near as good either. Yeah. Okay. So that's my point. Like all those other guys that Metcalf or even Reed that year, he was just as good as any of the other guys. Okay. All
2: right. Well, I guess we'll see. So,
3: yep. Did, did you watch the, the USGP? I,
0: I think you're even there. The one where he just killed everyone?
2: Uh, the one where he beat Michael Essie? Yeah.
0: Well, he Saw beat Iroli. He beat the yeah. He beat Alessi. Yes. He beat... I mean, he beats him. Those guys uh, go fast, I and mean, you're, you're trying to downplay it. but
2: I mean, I would much rather take his that national results from later that summer than a GP result, you know? Like, I'm uh, just
0: saying, uh, he, not, there's not many guys that can go out there and just kill everyone like he did in that moto. He annihilated those guys. That's, that's what gets you hired. I mean, that, that's what he had. That's what he's always been capable of. And
2: that's what Frank –
0: He was able to do that on white spikes. He was able to do that. You know what I mean? He's always been able to do that at times.
2: And that's what Frank would say.
0: Well, I'm just saying that's what that that's what he is capable of. That's why he's getting that spot, and that's what they're hoping. Right. You know, every team goes into a situation hoping that they can draw, you know, the the very best that that person has to offer out. Okay. You know, that that's every time you hire somebody, like, well, you know, I, I know how to make this guy, you know, the best he possibly can be. I know the secret. Right. I I can get it, get his potential out, and and everyone thinks that so. The key is finding who has the most potential
3: if you're looking at it that way.
2: All right. Let's move on to Indy.
3: I think it actually all ties back into the, to the uh, Peyton Manning thing. You just, because of the upside that is there, it's worth the risk, even though you know there's a huge risk. In one case, four neck surgeries. In the other case, guy gets hurt all the time. But you know that you have now put a guy on your team who could, Get the job done. Win you a Super Bowl or win you a race or whatever, and you just have to take that chance. If it's just sitting there, apparently right now healthy.
2: Yeah. Okay. All right. Just remember, these things never work. Boom.
3: Okay. For both is what you're saying. Like there's a complete uh, parallel. No,
2: no, there isn't. There really isn't. Townley will be a. Oh. Townley will be a fourth, fifth, sixth place guy, and that's a good. That's for a filling guy. You couldn't ask for more. So. That's a good job by, by Team 2, too.
0: You're uh, saying no podiums no in podiums any motos all year? I,
2: yeah, I'd go 20% chance of a podium.
3: In a moto. Well, we'll put it like this. In a moto. I think what you're saying yeah. is yeah. we've moto. seen in Supercross that there's wow. – I'm just talking over you guys. We've seen in Supercross there's two different like groups, right? There's like this Millsaps, uh, Brayton, Weimer, yeah. Metcalf-like group, right? And yeah. then there's the group of other guys that all got hurt. Right. But occasionally those guys do get on the podium, like Brazen Yeah, yeah and That's yeah. just it. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. That's kind of what you're saying.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's going to be battling for that next group, right? I think Stewart's got him beat. I think Villapoto's got him beat. I think Dunphy's got him beat. I think Shorts just as good as him, if not better. Um. So yeah, you know, and Millsaps is on fire. Uh, of,
3: might as well talk about Indy.
2: Let's talk about Indy. JT, when, uh, when I walked the track, I thought it would be fairly tacky. Was I drunk? What happened?
0: I don't know. It's been like that lately. Uh, 2011 was better. 2010 was exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm curious to see if there was a, a monster jam or anything the weekend right. before, uh, which I suspect there was because it, the, the, all the jumps were soft. Yeah. We were walking the track, and uh, the base was like concrete. So yeah, yeah. it seemed like the base stayed in from a previous event, and they brought in more dirt or whatever for the jump.
2: So yeah, yeah, good point. That that is what happens sometimes. Um, yeah,
0: when you get that situation, it turns into kind of ice skating all the way around the track, and it kind of kills the racing, which is a bummer. But um,
2: yeah, it was uh, it was a nice. I liked the track. It had a, a fairly good set of whoops and over under bridge a sand section. Um, you know some different obstacles. Uh, I thought it was cool overall. Did you do you agree?
0: I thought it was okay. There was way too many ninety degree turns. Yeah. Uh, they got they really got to get away from that. It's so counterproductive for the kind of racing people want to see. Right. I, I really really feel strongly about that. Yeah.
2: Why, um, well, why do they do that so much? Why? Wh- I don't are, know. I, like, I
0: don't know. It's just when everyone's walking the track. Everyone's just like, man. You know what are we going to do to pass? You can't. You just—you cannot pass in a 90 degree turn. It's not possible.
2: Well, I would—I so, would say it's—it is possible. I mean, you know. Well, R- you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, you take right. two
0: guys of the same old, same talent level, they're battling. You can't pass there.
2: Yeah, I'm just saying, like yeah. RV could pass me in a 90 degree.
0: Right, turn. right, right. Yeah. But that, you're not going to be racing him anyway. You know what I mean? Like the the race is not going to hinge upon that. You want to see battling, and battling is impossible when you have right. 90s everywhere.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know what? And you're not the only guy that said that. There's been a few guys that have been like, "What are they doing?" You yeah. know. Um, it's just
0: uh, it doesn't change how like we ride the track. It just makes makes it really tough if you get a bad start, and it makes it kind of follow the leader, and that's right. not fun for anybody.
2: What a What a weird race. Stewart, you know, hits his head, doesn't make it. Wyndham crashes out. Chisholm crashes out. Jake Weimer doesn't make the main. Nick Way crashes out. I mean, it was bizarre, and it wasn't much fun because you were kind of like bummed for all these guys, weeding up out there
3: yeah I mean, you think about actually kind of the theme coming into the race was how many guys were hurt, right yeah, that was already had taken the, the the headline for the year, and then to think that another half a dozen guys all went down and in pretty pretty um like high profile you know what I mean it wasn't like they went down in practice, it was like during a heat or yeah. causing a red flag, like it was just like driving the point home, another guy down, another uh oh, this guy's down <laughs> yeah, really weird
2: yeah it was. Yeah. Uh, it definitely hurt the racing, you know what i mean there's no doubt. Um, but, having said that uh it looks like the best guy won Villapoto. he took a while to get going um I think just because of the track j t you think he just couldn't push it right
0: yeah, I think he was he was being cautious and uh he he was he was stuck by Metcalf forever because of the things we just talked about right and uh it basically came down, he just had to force it because Metcalf was knew where the spots were you could pass and knew where he couldn't, and uh the spots were you kind of had to leave the door open. He was doing a really good job of protecting it. Mm-hmm. And I think Ryan just started getting frustrated and kind of had to just force it in there. So, um, yeah, I mean, the the track was slippery, and, and I don't think he felt like he needed to go crazy to win the race. You know, James was out, Dungie was out. You know, I think the main guys that are, you know, I feel like can match his feet or he had to worry about getting away, let's
2: mm-hmm. say. Yep.
0: Uh, weren't there so he was just kind of letting the race come to him i felt like
2: yeah um brayton gets another podium which is great um good job for for brayton he's starting to step it up a little bit but i want to talk with davy Millsaps. uh he came from eighth he charged David Millsaps charged through the pack caught brett metcalf from a long ways back you know the strong steady brett metcalf that we always talk about what's going on with Millsaps, uh jt what is he what do you see what you know I've long been a critic of his for sure um lacking desire maybe making too much money too soon but there's no doubt this guy's on it right now
0: yeah I just want to throw out there he was my best of the rest pick last week if you remember (laughs) uh Uh, I don't remember just want to remind everyone of that
2: it was actually and And mine was uh mine was Brayton so yeah, yeah so suck it on that my guy my guy won like, I beat Brayden you.
0: rode well. I, I was really impressed with him all weekend. Practice, he race, main event. He was
3: strong all day, so kudos to him.
2: Who, who was Wygant's uh, so North, pick? Northcops
3: was really good, who, too.
2: Who was Wygant's pick?
3: He looked good. Brayden looked good. <laughs> uh,
2: got it. Got it, dude. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Sorry. Who was your pick for best of the rest? Do you remember?
3: Hey, go back to the beginning of the season. I said – Best of the rest for the year. Oh, God, will be okay. And sleeper pick was Millsaps. What's up? So suck that. <laughs> suck both of them if that's even possible.
2: Oh, <laughs> well, I'm sure it's possible. There's probably some <laughs> probably some chicks in the pits that could do it. Um Uh No, but listen, uh he, he's riding good, man. Like eighth to third, right? That's
3: that's good. Uh, he was solid. Yeah, it's easier to get a gauge really on the guy tall. because you'll he yeah, and you'll ask him. Here's the thing about Millsaps like everyone on earth that's worked with them or been around him you get the same story right the same lack of desire or whatever story but Millsaps you've never heard that from him so right now he's just maintaining I've always tried hard I've always trained I've always wanted it bad nothing yeah. is different I feel so like what
2: Sorry really I feel like Millsaps is one of the bigger phonier guys out there with the media like he knows the game you're not getting yeah. honesty from him. You're not getting candidness. You're getting all the right things. And I'm not bagging on him because not everybody has that. Reed has it. You know, um, I think Metcalf has it. Um, you know, Michael Essie does not have it. You know, but uh, I feel like M- Millsaps has been in the game long enough. He tells you what you're going to hear.
3: Um. Well, it, it, I yeah. don't even know if it's a media game or if it's just like, do people really like admitting – yeah. Like if the if the situation is he's lazy, who who really do you expect to be like oh, lazy. Right. lazy? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Reed might exactly. Be what if he if with the media? <laughs> Reed yeah, might exactly. be he, with the if media. If he didn't want to, never that.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. JT.
3: Yeah, if he didn't want to be out there, <laughs> if he was just
0: like not feeling it or didn't want to be training or whatever, what's he gonna do? You know? Oh yeah, I didn't do anything this week. I don't even want to be here. I suck. No, I'm not saying – There's just no way to be candid about that. I'm not
2: saying he needs to be like that, but you know what I mean? Every interview you read, it's like, man, I'm trying so hard. He never, like, goes – he never goes, I'm in a rut, man. I I don't know. I'm looking. I'm searching. You never hear that from him. Like, I just feel like he's got it, like, the the standard – he's been in the spotlight since he's been 10 years old, if not sooner, right, JT? And, you know, the guy just knows what to say. He just knows what the media wants to hear and the fans want to hear and – Whatever's going on around him or behind the scenes doesn't matter. He's just, we're never going to get the real David Millsaps. And not even, you know, not even like, hey, I, 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 I got a bunch of money and I got hot tubs and bitches, and I don't care about this race this weekend. I'm not even meaning that. I just mean in general.
0: Yeah, you know? but so does Jenova. He ain't got a train.
2: Good point. Good point. How about that that hot tub bike this weekend, whole shotting?
0: Yeah, I, I, what was wrong with it, you know?
2: Uh, you, uh, just the, I don't know, he must have got some hair in one of the jets. That happens sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah, something, uh, something clogged a filter or, yeah, yeah. uh, a jet, a jet went down. Something happened.
2: Why well, can't you miss it last uh, week with Pingree? We, we talked about how Mike's bike is, uh, you know, made out of plastic hot tub materials. It's an MC. Oh, I MC1 see. Yeah, the bike. jet's clogging.
3: Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, not, an e, not a carb or EFI situation no, when we refer to jet.
2: One of the, yeah, yeah, one of the power jets. Um, but, uh, no, yeah, he had some uh, some issues going on uh, with the motor. He said it was hesitating or, spl- or burbling a little bit. But Mike still
3: – Mike was good. He was good. He was good. Well, can I throw this theory out there? Yeah, sure. Um, we know a lot of the guys who are normally hogging the podium spots are uh, out. Now, I try to maintain that the riders pretty much do what they can do and they work as hard as they can work. That's just what you guys do. But – Is there a chance that a couple of guys like Millsaps and Alessi say are like, man, now things are looking up. If I ride really well, I'm going to get third instead of sixth. Then there's a big difference. Can that – well, I guess I pose that one to JT. Can that be a factor? Can you really flip the switch as we talked about before?
0: Mentally, yes. I don't think anything changes during the
3: week or preparation, but mentally that's a huge difference. Absolutely.
2: So could that
3: be what we're seeing with some of these guys? I think Brayton is pretty much doing what he's doing. He's just moving up because those guys are out. But I, it does seem like maybe Alessi – Alessi seemed like he really wanted it bad, was not riding around, that's for sure. And well, yeah, there's,
0: you, you can smell blood in the water. When, when there's an opportunity and you know you know the, the season's been going the way it's going and then all the guys that have been beating you consistently start dropping out, I mean, they see it too. You know, There's, well. there's an opportunity to be on the podium when maybe there wasn't. So oh, everyone is scrambling
2: now. Allow me to, once again, recap the painful story of the 2007 450 Outdoor Nationals. Where one, yes. Tim Ferry, was leading the series, looking good to win the title after James Stewart went out, and probably got, ended up getting fourth in the points, or fifth maybe even, because as he says it, I was going the same speed. Everybody else just got all excited because they could win. That's, that's Red Dog's theory. Um, so it that does, happens. Yeah, so it that does happens. happen. Um, hey, Cole Seely's done um, with the factory Honda. He's ridden great. His replacement's going to be Schmilber Schmon, and uh, we'll see how he can do. In the time that we saw Seely, uh, Wygant, he's got a, he's got a future in the class, in the 450 class as a factory rider, right? When he comes out, he's got another year in 250s, and I'm sure Seagrass is already blowing up the phone lines. Wait, but- let me
3: check my text. Yeah. Yes, yes, he does, as a uh, matter of fact, yeah. Segrist.
2: He can uh, he can get right on a factory team. He's proven it.
3: Uh, well, uh, Segrist first um, sent me a photos of an iPhone case with the number 34 on it, and it says, you know you're blowing up when people are making iPhone cases with your numbers. So, in other words, that <laughs> means that if this was not solicited by Sealy's yeah. agent, a company just said, we don't care, we just, we're just doing this, man.
2: Bieber, Spears, Sealy. We need them on iPhone Seeley. cases.
3: <laughs> then he texted me on Saturday, and I'm trying to put see what he had in order. I think it was Villapoto, Stewart, Sealy. That's your podium. That's what he wrote. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. Didn't quite work out. Yeah. He's definitely shown. I think he's definitely taken his stock uh, to another level. The only problem he's going to deal with is eventually it's a long distance between now. Well, technically, it's a two-year deal yeah. with the so it's basically a long time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if he goes out and doesn't do well outdoors like he did last year. I think he's capable of doing much better, but if he doesn't, right. you just tend to this gets forgotten about quickly. Unfortunately, th- yeah.
2: Okay, so you think you think it doesn't necessarily mean much. Great ride for him, but not.
3: I think it means that he can do it, but his memories are short. That's what's unfortunate. So right. it should mean a lot, but I don't know if it does.
2: Um, yeah, That's it's it's, <laughs> it's really weird. These folks at Rockform, uh, I tell them that they can use my logo, and then I give them some money, and they make iPhone cases for me with the logo on it. What? Max it's, Re- it's very strange. What? Very yeah. strange. What? You know that they, I'm blowing up when they want to make iPhone cases for me. It's
3: very strange. When you pay them to do it? Yes. Wow. Yeah. It's <laughs> unbelievable.
2: Uh, but, uh, anyways, uh, you're right. So, yeah, so a lot of times uh, we won't see, maybe this will be forgotten. But I, I think Sealy impressed. And another guy, Marvin Musquin, JT, did you hear he was out? Did you tell me that? That he's done No, none? I
0: didn't. But yeah. I was uh, arguing with you about whether it was a good idea for him to continue.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you're in the opinion that he shouldn't continue, right? It's very dangerous. Yeah, he should pack it in. Pack yep.
0: it. Get, ready for, get ready for outdoors. Go. Uh, West Coast. Right, yep. right, right. Do not 100%. show up.
2: Uh, I, I say keep him going, though, because you don't have Ryan Dungy anymore. The guy's been good. I mean, I'm looking at, you know, Brock Tickle. He He's beat Brock Tickle every week. And I hate to pick on Tickle, um, you know, and I'm not really, but I'm just saying there's a guy – Good ride, full time four fifty guy, and here comes this guy in a three fifty, and he beats some of the regulars, not just once, you know, in the mud or anything like that, like consistently.
3: Yeah, it's pretty good. Plus, what do you have to gain on the? You, what's the difference? You know, it's not like he's in the title hunt in Lights West. I mean, maybe the outdoors thing you're you're taking in a risk, but what's what's the big risk here? It's not like yeah. the same situation as say Sealy was afraid he was in because he's only fifteen points back. Yeah, no, no. Or Tomac yeah. would have been in.
2: Keep him in, right? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. You guys Uh, are way off. uh, No. What do you mean we're way off?
0: Yeah, I just i have my opinion is on the other side of the spectrum.
2: (laughs) Hey, guys, thanks for listening to these podcasts. They wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for BTOsports.com as well as the other advertisers. So I appreciate if you just listen to this, deal with it, order some stuff from BTO, and then we'll get right back to the show. Thanks.
1: Thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike or body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped anywhere in the USA for free, or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide.
2: Check it out at BTOsports.com.
1: JT Racing USA is back to reestablish its deep roots in the motocross industry with an all-new, innovative line of racewear and casual wear. While bringing many of JT's strongest design elements from its golden years back to life, the racewear is constructed with the highest grade material on the market and has a technological fit, feel, and function that is sure to raise the bar in how motocross gear is being built. JT has relaunched itself back into motocross with the Pro Tour jersey, classic pants, lifeline, and flex field gloves in eight colorways with an assortment of men's and women's casual wear to add to its collection. By redefining the meaning of airflow, JT has incorporated its airline system technology into this collection and have launched their all-new ALS 2 helmet in seven colorways to complete the rebirth of the brand. The wait is over.
2: Let's talk about... The opinion that Jimmy Albertson somehow fit into your gear this weekend.
0: What do you mean? We wear the same size.
2: (laughs) How is that even possible? What do you mean? He's just taller than me. Why, again, they didn't have any fly gear. Uh, Fly gear went missing out of the BTOsports.com truck, and Jimmy Albertson was forced to wear JT's gear all weekend, which got me a ton of confusing texts and tweets and someone even said on the show that they made a sign for you, JT. They made a sign for you, at Indy, and they were they saw Jason Thomas. They were yelling it. They were screaming. They held the sign up in the tunnel. The guy, the, Jason Thomas, gave them a thumbs up, and then promptly got on the number forty eight bike. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I heard. I heard about that. Oh, I heard.
2: Okay. Yeah, those they were fans of yours from this, these podcasts. So. Um, they were very angry once they realized it was Jimmy Albertson who gave them the thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: Yeah, I, I wish I, had had
3: known. No I, wish one I could have seen him. That was pretty
2: cool. Why gets why confused? What?
3: When did someone discover that there's no reason at all? Like regular pants, you, you know, there's basically two sizes you're looking at, the width and the length. Somewhere along the way, someone decided riding pants, don't even worry about it. You got boots, but just add an extra foot on the bottom, who cares? Yeah. Like that's it, yeah. Oh, it matters for me.
0: That is, and I'm like standing is, on the the le- legs of my pants and my boots. <laughs> <laughs> saying.
3: So, and there is so much no pant inside my boots. It's
0: Mind-boggling.
2: <laughs> your your boot is is extra fluffy at the bottom because there's just pant
3: there's, material in it. There's
0: just pant everywhere in there.
3: <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's a good point, was, Wygant. Yeah. When you, next, this weekend, why don't you guys take a picture of your regular pants, hold up a pair of regular pants next to each other, and let's see how similar they look. Right. Like here. jeans. What does the in mean difference? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah I, I normally wear a, guys,
0: a 10 shoe and I wear a 12 boot just because it's all pan in there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, the, the, you, you guys hurt some fans this weekend. You hurt some fans. Jimmy Albertson pretended he was sort of you, even though he's much taller uh but um okay uh let's nico easy rode well josh grant went down three times hard in practice that guy's not gonna make it again if he doesn't just back it down a bit or something um weston pike got a ninth good job to weston uh back on a cowie again uh pooh sipes with a 12th jt is that the sound i hear you just slitting your wrist slowly and slowly
0: uh, yeah, I actually blacked out for a second.
2: Canari thirteenth, Jeff Alessi fifteenth, some Ryan Clark. By well, Do you have anything to say?
3: Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, but we have erased a podcast from two weeks ago from the uh, archives.
2: Okay, all right, that's two in a row for Ryan Clark.
3: JT yeah, I don't know what. What do you mean? Okay. Do I have anything to say? Great, glad he's out there. Uh, J.T. Still got with, a lot of racing left uh, in him.
2: J.T. Still with us?
3: I'm half dead. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, God, JT. We gotta. I, I. just. We gotta make this happen for you. I. Dude, I, that
0: was. You have no idea how brutal that was for me. No clue.
2: Of the list I just read.
0: Yes. Yeah, I know.
2: Um, let's move on to uh, the lights class. Um, unless anybody's got anything else before these.
3: Anybody else? Anything? Well, we could talk about Metcalf.
2: No, nah, let's move on. No. Nah, okay. Yeah. Go. Um, Blake Wharton. Uh, I feel like. He's gone three – no, four, four, three, five through four feel races. feel like he has or he actually has? He has. And okay. I, feel, I feel like he's been – like I don't feel his win is a big surprise, even though he's only made the podium one other time. Why Gant? Do you agree? Like I wasn't that shocked. The guy's won before, but yet he's only made one podium this year. So there's sort of a conflicting
3: deal there. Yeah, I feel like that whole group is, uh, like, the, <clears throat> there were some predictions or questions of could Barsha, you know, sweep the all nine or ten rounds or whatever you want to consider it to be. Yeah. Um, and I thought, I mean, all it is is a bad start away. Like, you know, you start even, in this case, tenth, and there's enough guys that are close, but any of those guys throw a blanket over them. they all got together. It was like Baggett and um, Roxon and Wharton all had good starts. uh uh-huh. So, at that point, I'm thinking, well, any of these three guys could be the guy to get it done. It wasn't like I cannot believe Wharton was the one to do it. It seems like they've been close and kind of back and forth every week.
2: Um, JT, I talked to the owner of uh, Factory Connection, Jeff Myshack, and he's very happy for Blake Wharton. You know, they employed him for a long time. He didn't really come through for them, sort of maybe kind of won a race, a lot of podiums, but didn't maybe ultimately wasn't a championship factor in any of the years. He said he was happy for him. Blake says no hard feelings towards Geico. They did a great job for him. But if you're if you're Blake, are you a little bit like, hey, suck it, Geico?
0: Well, not really. I mean, they gave him a lot of opportunities. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't think it was a thing where they didn't believe in him. Right. But you know, whatever was going on just wasn't working. You know, right. whether it was getting hurt or you know, it just just felt like there needed to be a change there. You know, right. I, I don't. I think it was a huge thing where they didn't like Blake. You know, it's pretty much right. impossible not to like the kid. He's so nice, and yeah. has a great image. It's just, just felt like they needed to go a different direction, and it's obviously worked out for him. He's been much better this year, and less crashes, and all that stuff. So, just how it has to be sometimes.
2: Yeah, Kenny Watson says he's the most marketable guy out there.
0: Well, Kenny says lots of things.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um. But okay, hey, what about the restart? Well, again, I guess um, I guess we talked about a staggered start on a pod on one of these podcasts like a month ago.
3: Somehow we must have because I don't know if it. I guess it got mentioned in the podcast. We well, were talking in got, Atlanta, right?
2: I got tweets that saying that that's saying we look like Panfield. geniuses.
3: Yeah, what's that?
2: I got tweets that said we look like geniuses.
3: Oh, because I, I didn't realize. I don't know why we brought it up on a podcast. I don't know what was relevant about it, but we did have a conversation about. I think when, this rule is actually a couple years old. I remember Jeff Canfield when I was still working in the Morgantown office saying, you will not believe this rule we have on the books now. Um, but I thought it was 50% of the race. So when the red flag came out at lap five, I'm like, Ugh, oh, still not going to get to see this thing in action. Uh-huh. Well, well, we did. I think maybe I was, I, maybe it's 25% of the race has to be complete. I think is how it works.
2: Yeah, I don't know. But we, uh, we look like geniuses, I guess, because nobody's ever brought that up. And we were like, no, what, what happens is a staggered start. Like,
3: yeah, because we yeah. Have talked it, it's to. It's definitely you know. on the books. It's definitely a real rule. It's actually been there a few years. They told us in the heat race in San Diego there was a heat race red flag, and the leader came like with two turns away from the finish line for mm-hmm. lap three. Yeah, and then the flag came out, and we were like, "Oh, trust me, you guys were hitting those red flag buttons as fast as get it out before he gets to the finish." <laughs> do uh, not want to do
2: this. Uh, but in the end, it took a while. It was a bit of a clown show. Why, again, you weren't there. JT, I don't know how much you saw. It was a bit of a clown show getting it going. But in the end, JT, it's the right thing to do, right? I mean, that that's the right thing to do.
0: Yeah, I liked it. Uh, it was obviously unconventional and weird at first and all that kind of stuff. But I thought it worked out well. You know, I, yeah. I think they, for never, have, uh, never having um, put that to work before, you know, it's all great in theory, but they've right. never actually had to do it. Yeah. I, I thought it all went pretty smoothly other than it was, timely you know especially on live tv it was a
2: little
0: yeah a little long but
2: worked out at this point jt you was your mom a scorer is there something you can let us in on you know from that side of things
0: uh as far as how it all went
2: yeah like because i know last time we had this huge controversy and you didn't you failed to mention your mom was one of the scorers in the pike faith deal until oh 30 (laughs) minutes into the conversation and you went oh yeah my mom was a scorer uh, so right well, now I'm she was just, scoring this time also,
0: but it didn't have anything to do with it.
2: Okay, so. but so she they had to reset the order though, so it was a, they were a bit of a factor in the sense that they had to like, hey, what was the order of the last lap, right?
0: Well, yes, but there was no unless there's an issue where two guys were going over the finish side by side, it doesn't it's okay. irrelevant. Okay. I mean, you know, I'm just,
2: I'm just make sure they can go off the
0: transponder just as easily as okay. what they had scored.
2: I just want to make sure we get all of our ducks in the row in a row. So. Okay. Um, um, I feel like, JT, did you watch the main?
0: I did. I did. I was. Uh, Crying? Uh, through tears. Yeah, I was fairly suicidal at the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I was perusing the, the concession stand for Sharp Knives. But, yes, I was okay. watching.
2: I feel like had there not been a red flag, it was Roxanne's race. I just feel that. I, I, have, oh, no, yeah, I have no proof. It was, I have was no, over. Yeah, both I no, times. Okay.
0: After the start and after the restart and before the restart, he had it covered. I thought.
2: Well, I just mean like if there was no red flag, he had a nice lead going, a nice rhythm. Oh yeah! Before the before the red flag, it was over. Yeah. Okay. That's what I meant. I just felt that way. Just you know, he just looked on it, and then you know, once the flag the, the flag start, people were on him. He's probably panicking a little bit, wanting to stretch out that lead, and made a mistake.
0: Yeah, I still I still felt like it was his race. He just made it was really slippery. He just made a mistake. I don't think it really changed a whole lot. He could have done right. that with the lead he had um, in that spot. There was a lot of crashes there.
2: Question for you guys, uh, Wygant. in the heat race, Durham uh, went in hard on Roxon, passed him back, and then did a uh, sort of a candy bar knack knack thing over the finish line and Roxon roosted him after the uh, the finish. Did you see that?
3: Yeah, but I didn't know if Roxon roosted him because of this. Well yeah, that the, my knack-knack. What was it? Because of a passing, right?
2: What was it? I don't know. What, in your opinion, was it?
3: Um, I'd say, you know, the line between – Roxanne made a quick pass on Durham, and then Durham got him back in the next corner with a block pass. And I'd say, you know, if there's 50-50, what's over the line and what's tough, it was like a 49% block pass. He did go all the way up to the tough blocks. You know, kind of that same way that, say, Weimer got taken out by Dungey, Right. And Weimer took out Sykes and LCQ back in San Diego.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Remember that? Yeah. So, yeah. I think Roxon was set over that. Not the finish line jump. Okay. He was set over the way he got passed back. JT? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I thought Durham
0: had the pass made and just kind of finished it a little bit more than Roxon felt necessary. And uh-huh. you know, Roxham kind of gave it to him. Like, Roxon knew he had the line and checked up kind of at the top. And then Durham kind of finished him off there, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I I just think Roxman was kind of like, well, you know, you don't really need to do that. You almost knocked me down. You know, it's kind of right. stupid. So. Yeah.
2: Well, just, I asked this because one time uh, I was racing this fair race in, in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and, and I had the lead the whole time in 125A class. And uh, I was lapping some guys, and I went wide in, like, the last turn to go around a lapper, and my guy who was in second got me in a in a fairly aggressive move, but I left the door open because of the lapper. And as he crossed the finish line, he pumped his fist. The guy's name was Lawrence Ham. Pumped his fist a bunch. Uh, and I threw my goggles at him. And I was angry at the <laughs> pumping of the fist more than anything. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The the pass wasn't that big of a deal. I left the door open. I shouldn't have done that. But the pumping of the fist really irritated me and I whipped my roll offs at him. Wow. They were gonna roll
0: off a little bit I, I- harder surface. Yeah, I understand that move. Nobody likes to show off right in your face.
2: That's what I'm saying, yeah.
0: You know, it wasn't like he pulled off the move of the century and right. and got so, you, you know.
2: You know, obviously I'm equating the big-time Indianapolis Supercross to my fair race in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. That's a bit of a stretch, a bit. So, uh, Well,
0: I'm sure it's, it was just more of a he, he just had an injury to insult. You know? yeah. he already wasn't happy about the pass. Then he gets a knack, knack thrown, in it's literally in his face because he's <laughs> right behind him.
2: Uh, do you remember Fernet, Do you remember Jason Fernet, uh, JT, when, when McGrath would throw a tear off at him in the air over a triple? He would get very upset.
0: <laughs> yeah, he didn't like that.
2: Yeah, no, yeah. He, he used to he used to get really upset when he was getting lapped, and one of the big guys went by him and ripped the tear off, and it fluttered in front of his face. He felt like that was very disrespectful. <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm just saying. So, maybe it's something like that.
0: Yeah, they're totally different incidents, but yes. <laughs> uh, I I feel like I feel like Durham knew where Roxham was, and okay. it was kind of a uh, – he was celebrating, but at the same time, it was kind of flaunting a little – like taunting, I guess. Yeah. Not flaunting, but taunting a little bit.
2: Flaunting and taunting. It was both.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you got it, flaunt it, or whatever the saying is. but And
2: taunt it. Yeah. Um, Apparently. Well, again, what's what's up with Blake Baggett? What's going on?
3: You know, um, he was a. It, it went not oh. great. You know, he had to start. You know, so you're thinking, like I said, him, Wharton, Durham, Broxon. Yeah. You know, any of those guys could have been the guy to end the um, the Barsha streak at the right circumstances, and he was he was leading, wasn't he? Was uh, he ahead of Broxson at the very beginning?
2: No, I don't think so.
0: He I right think behind, with was right? ahead
3: right away. If Bagham was ahead, it was for one turn or something yeah. crazy. Okay. Either way, he was in that group. And you're like, okay, well, he's just as good as any other guys. You would think this could be easily his night. That, when Barsha got the bad start and it was those other really three, fast, or three or four fast guys right up front, you're like, well, any of these guys can win it. And then he went backwards. A couple guys passed him. And then, man, after the restart, I think that hurt him more than anybody else. He really went backwards after the restart. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I texted Baggett on Monday, and he said, yeah, the restart just, you know, lost, you know, lost his rhythm. The race just didn't come together after that. But I'm sure every rider probably was fighting that to a degree. Yeah. Um, I mean, it would be
2: weird. Yeah.
3: It would be weird, but it seemed like it affected him worse. But the point is, I mean, he thought things were turning around at Daytona, but this is almost – now it's almost worse than it was. Like, he had the start – he had the fast guy in the class behind him. He'd every opportunity, yeah, to get that one.
2: He's got to be. He's got to be wondering boring. what's going on. A couple podiums. A lot of guys would take that, but not in Blake Baggett's case.
3: No, it's like you read the team PR and they're like solid ride, almost got on the podium at fourth. But if you start right up front and you're Baggett in this class and you finish fourth, I don't think yeah. you're like yes, solid. Uh, hey,
2: JT Kelly Smith.
3: Yep, he's back. Just, uh,
0: yeah, he. he held off some serious charges there
2: in that lcq <laughs> well cool. I, I did like your tweet while uh you don't try to do that move to arena cross guy don't don't do that move
3: i don't even what did mookie's bike even get hung up i was like it like it hit like a cinder block in the middle of the track or something like what,
2: what? I, I don't know so
3: like kelly smith was just immovable yeah he ran into him and the bike just stopped
2: <laughs> uh what's, yeah what are you gonna do he's a rock uh, I remember in two thousand, Mount Morris, the same thing. It was just a rock. Rock. Um,
3: Mookie, uh, man, what's up there?
2: Mookie's sprocket bolts all came out in the first practice, first, or jeez, or I should say, first, second time, second practice, first time one. Yep. His sprockets. Mm-hmm. I, I think Mookie's gonna have a new mechanic this weekend, from what I hear. Like things just aren't. <laughs> it's not working out. And no. You know he's he's struggling. There's no doubt. Either he's crashing, he's not qualifying, or his bike's breaking. Like. Just everything that could possibly happen has been. so. Uh,
3: well, I'm going to go back to the point I made a couple weeks ago where I know that KTM eventually wants to be in the same situation as these other brands where they don't have to have the factory team run the lights effort. Mm-hmm. And I know they want JDR to be that team, but these things are just another another notch in how are you going to get a big amateur guy to say, yep, I'll ride for JDR. It's just yeah. making it harder on them.
2: No, I agree. JT, you agree? Yeah, it's just
3: weird. I don't. The problems they're having are
0: strange. I, I don't, I'm not real sure. I'm not um, too involved or informed on what their problems have been, but
2: no, yeah. it seems
0: like there's been way too many yeah. for that that level of a team. I think.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, oh, hey, Jay Canada, solid fifth place. Green, wearing the green JT gear. Luck of the Luck of the Irish JT gear. Why well, again, I know you were pumped on that, and uh,
3: I was, man. I tweeted about it, looking good. All the Alessia boys, yeah, all, they were all good.
2: Yep, told us last night on the Pulp Show he already signed a contract for 2013 with Canada, most Moto Concepts. Yeah,
3: Whoa. already, already locked up. That's that's pretty impressive, I'd say for for them.
2: Right, I think so too. Yeah, but he said he wanted to be the dude. Likes
3: and... hot tubs. It's clear
0: that he likes hot tubs.
2: Yeah. Whatever's going on there, he's very ha- very happy in the hot tub friendly confines of Moto Concepts.
0: I mean, if you get a good offer, and that's the way the market is in this sport right now, if you get a decent money offer, he's obviously doing well on the bike already. I mean, might as well just take it.
2: That, is that your expert analysis of that? That's what you do? Yes,
0: it is. It is. Well, I, I mean, <clears throat> it, how much better is it going to get for him? You know, I don't think he's going to win a race. Mm-hmm. If he does worse or if he doesn't do well outdoors then his market go- his value goes down. So if you get a good offer while, you know, you got to strike while the, you know, the iron's hot sometimes. Well, that's, if, that's how I feel about it.
2: If this was J- a young Jason Thomas, step 2, step 1 signing the contract, step 2 is actually getting the money.
0: that is correct. Yes. <laughs> that you know.
2: <laughs> that that's that a huge <laughs>
0: difference there, but
2: <laughs> that doesn't always happen when you're no, Jason Thomas. No. You
0: actually it nor- normally never does. <laughs>
2: I wish you wouldn't tell these stories. It makes us look cheeseball, but unfortunately, it's out there.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh it's very prominent in this sport.
2: Um, all right. Uh, anything else? Anything else to talk about? Do we, uh, Indianapolis, come and gone Toronto this weekend. Why, can not going again. Very upsetting yep. to loose moose people.
3: I'm pretty much done. I'm not even going to races anymore.
2: <laughs> you fact it in.
3: Yeah, packed it in. I'll skip Toronto. I'll do the, every other race for the rest of the year all the way through September, but I'm pretty much I'm pretty much done. I, hey, we haven't really mentioned uh, Stewart much. Um, no, we never did. Kind of a weird deal. I mean, that was totally, obviously, that wasn't bad luck. Like, he crashed and then got run into because he crashed. You know what I mean? It wasn't even one of those, yeah. well, it's first turn, anything can happen deals.
2: Right. Yeah, he came, he came up short, and, yeah, he got nailed by it.
3: But, uh, yeah. I mean, that's just. I think there was almost more Stewart hype than there even was warranted because other guys were out, so it was like everyone was trying to manufacture. Ah, there could still be a battle here, and now that's gone too. Like Dungey might still end up finishing second in the points by the time this works out.
2: Uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just keep, just keep doing it over week after week. Everyone just keeps dropping <laughs> off. What if <laughs> What if RV hurts himself? Stewart misses this weekend. He's down a bunch of points. Ladies and gentlemen, David Millsaps, your 2012 Supercross champion.
3: It ran through my mind. Like, suddenly those guys are all – that whole next group. And, like, I looked, I think there's only – There's a third, 18 points? 17 points? points. Four, 17 yeah. points. Whatever
2: it is. 17 points between uh, five guys, I think.
3: Fourth and eighth. Yeah, that's five, that's five guys. So, <laughs> they're one <laughs> Whatever, injury away from battling for the championship.
2: Hey, and JT – all these guys have a top three points bonus. This is a big deal. That's a lot of money.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Right. It is It is a big difference. Um, I, have a, I have a question. Did, <laughs> okay. Does anyone know if James had a concussion or uh,
2: Yeah, with? Yeah, he had a concussion, yes.
0: Yeah, I, I heard that he didn't, but then I heard that they asked him. I heard he passed the asterisk test for concussions or whatever, but then I also heard that they asked him what state he was in and he couldn't answer it. Well, but then my then I also don't know. Did he know what state he was in before he crashed? <laughs> <That's an excellent, laughs> no, I'm being honest. That's an excellent point. I mean, point. Guy, he flies private. It's not like yeah, you know, it's not like he took a geography class in college or something. You know, that's a legitimate yeah. question. Someone tells. And I heard that that was a basis of part of their diagnosis was he didn't know what state he was in. Well. You know, I bet there's a lot of guys that didn't know what the state they were in.
2: Here's the thing I wonder about it, and not to get all conspiracy theory on you guys, but they, J-Bone said he passed the concussion test barely, but they held him out. That's an article I read in USA Today. Denny Hartwig, probably very excited about that, by the way. Um, wow. Real media. But um, I know for a fact that James has never taken the asterisk test. Right. The baseline the, the test. Station,
0: the standardized one, exactly. Yes. Yeah.
2: So how does he pass? Because they have nothing to line him up against. So either right. J-Bone's lying or they're testing somebody with no base to test on. I don't understand that part. I know that Corey Gibbs, the owner of uh, JGR, it does not believe in those concussion testing. Um, and he's probably going to be yelling at Davey Coombs at some point during the year about this because it's going to be mandatory for the Nationals. He's not a fan of it, doesn't believe in it, believes it it opens you up for a lot of other problems. Told his riders not to take the test. They didn't take it. They don't have to. So what? Te- how do they match him up? I don't get it. I don't understand. I'm, I'm lost. I don't get it.
3: I'm very yeah, it confused now as well. I didn't realize there was as much involved.
2: <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, whatever. I, I, you know, you can't tell me that James Stewart hasn't gone out on the track, uh, you know, concussed before. There were times in his life. Yeah. That
0: that's that. From what I understand, <laughs> that's how the whole test works. You take your baseline where you're at normally, and then you compare that to where you are. Post crash. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, how can you have any idea where you are post crash if you don't know where you were before? Right, right. So that's what I'm that's my whole question about the state thing. Is I've actually read somewhere where you know, he answered a question, what's your favorite state to race in? And he said Las Vegas. So if that's the case, you know, that <laughs> whole what state are you in now is irrelevant.
2: Right. It's like asking yeah. me, you know, name five Star Trek characters. I couldn't do it before or after being <laughs> confessed. I hate Star <laughs> Trek. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Just for, so, just for an example. Yeah, you got to go off what know. you know.
0: I mean, hopefully, hopefully he's all right and can race this weekend because the series needs him badly.
2: Dude, Villapoto. I, I feel at this point. Hey, when we got this question last night, maybe I'll ask you, two uh, rocket scientists, what's the earliest those series has ever been clinched? Does anybody remember any any early clinching? I I mean, obviously McGrath back in the day, maybe RC, but I can't remember specifically.
3: Donji clinched there pretty early in 2010, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. yeah, there were two holes. He clinched it at Seattle, and there were still Salt Lake and Vegas out yeah. to go. And if I remember back then, <clears throat> one member of the Moto Media said he should have been given the title in St. Louis while they were hauling <laughs> Ryan <laughs> Villopoto's bloody carcass off. Maybe stand over top of him with the number one plate. So this guy told me, I'm a showman. I believe in the show. <laughs> Give him the number one plate right then and there.
2: Uh, I, remember got that I have a
3: feeling that was not Monster Tom telling you that. Um, Mathis, remember that one?
2: I do, and I stand by that. I
3: stand by that. He was not coming but back. he did not mathematically won the title at that point. Like, yes, we knew Villapoto was not going to get to the next race. Yep. But at that point, he had not mathematically clinched the and, title. Listen,
2: it's for the fans. I think how awesome that would be, you know, like right then, just be like, dude, you won. That's it. Have some confetti falling down on the ceiling. Like, just be like, you know, as Ryan Villapoto ambulance leaves out the stadium, you give him the number one plate. Here you go, guy. You won.
3: So, at that point, we're handing out number more plates based on medical diagnosis at the track as opposed to actual math. Villapoto's we're pretty long- sure Ryan's hurt. We're pretty sure he's not going to make it back. It's, he's probably done, so his, let's just give you the title dude, now.
2: Dude, his leg was a noodle. It was a noodle. James
3: does not know
0: what state he's in. Ryan, you're the champion. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's your same logic.
2: No, that's not. No, it's totally different.
0: Yeah, it, it is. Um, no, it's the exact
2: same. I just – I listen. I just think you should've, they should have done that. But uh, um, So – RV's uh, 69 point yeah, 69. He's 69 Ooh. points uh, up right now and 25 points per race, obviously so he's three races ahead. James doesn't race this weekend, which I understand James is a you know a game time decision. he's going to put another 25 on of that probably and that puts him at uh, uh, help me out here J.T 99 94
3: 94. Wait a bit. He's got a 69 point lead over Stewart or over Dungy? because Dungey's still second.
2: No, over Stewart.
3: Over Stewart. Yeah. Who will? Maybe at some point take over second in points. Maybe. <laughs> the way it's going, yes. Um, hey, what if they ask Stewart what what state he's in next this weekend?
2: Yeah. I don't, good question. Good question. Man, what but,
3: put state is Toronto in? Um, I would like to take. So what is the What is the diagnosis?
0: Is it just his head that is? mess up or do you, it looks like he hurt his wrist or ankle. I couldn't really tell. But I'm sure you guys are down on the trail a little bit.
2: I think, is there any, um, I think just any his head. idea of what yeah, hurt? Just his head, although the you know the way they carried him oh, off. Really? No, you know what? Okay. Somebody said um somebody said that they saw him walking down the tunnel to the L C Q in full gear.
0: Oh really? Yeah. Oh okay.
2: So if he's walking that means oh. he's fine.
0: Yeah, well if it's just his head maybe, you know. Hopefully he can you know be okay. I didn't know if there was another problem, you know, where you have well, start having wrists and ankles and all that stuff. Uh, That's sometimes out of your control.
2: And, again, somebody telling me that they saw him walking down to the LCQ tells me that the Astrid guy stopped him and not his team. But J-Bone said it was the team. So, again, grassy knoll, picket fence. I don't know, you know.
3: They interviewed J-Bone on the TV show, and he said that it was head and – um, Big James, which I found quite puzzling because Big James, I think, has a reputation for always just getting him back on that bike. He said Big James made the decision that he had hit his head and that's why he couldn't continue. And then Jay boat said they were going to get him on an exercise bike and if he was okay at a higher heart rate, maybe try to send him out there. Well. Wow. Um, I, I'm very confused. Hearing Big James was the voice of he's he's not hurt or he's hurt he can't race reason because I've always heard he's the exact opposite of that. I told
2: that to somebody who worked who's worked with James and family before, and they burst out laughing. Right. They, they, that's what I mean, they literally burst out laughing and just said, "Yeah, right." And and they were giggling like a little girl. So
3: yeah, Big James like duct tape him on that bike if that's what it takes.
2: Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't, know. I don't know. The beat goes on. The the plot gets thicker here. Going to Toronto, and uh, it's a real bummer. Why again? You're not going to be there, um, but JT, you are, and hopefully we don't run into an irate fan who you try to beat down. I guess <laughs> so.
0: All right, that guy had it coming.
2: Yeah, no, I know, I know. Yeah, he he was had it coming. Very angry yeah. at him.
0: He wasn't. He wasn't irate. He was just wrong.
2: Yeah, but then he kept saying it over and over, and you're like,
0: Yeah, which made me irate. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
2: okay, guys, thanks for doing the BTOSports.com. Racer X podcast, Indie wrap up. Jason Thomas, Jason Wygant. I'm Steve Mathis. Thanks, guys, and uh, I'll see one of you in Toronto, and one of the the other guy can suck it. So there.
3: Um, All right, I, I got I got plenty to suck right now. Nice. Right. <laughs> see, see ya. See ya.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Steve Mathis Show. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to find the more than 200 episode archive. Or get the Pulp MX app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix.